everybody <laughs> welcome to another episode of refined taste with dario and chris i'm dario i'm chris what's up chris how are you man oh, i'm doing great I'm yeah doing great awesome man we got uh we're on episode 32 of this show our guest this week is rico of uh, peanut express dumplings how you doing man i'm doing great how are you guys doing we're great man uh excited to have you on uh we we visited you um at your house at your your humble abode that you just moved into um hooked us up with dumplings and some roast duck and all sorts of shenanigans yes (laughs) um thank you man that was nice it was real cool my my pleasure that's just how i do it you know yeah no it was cool man um and we got to see the whole process you know from uh start to finish exactly um and that was dope too i mean the dumplings uh your wife rachel was uh rolling out the dough cutting them and you were doing everything man it was really cool um and they were delicious tell you that yes (laughs) thank you I, Um, i appreciate it yeah and uh, yeah uh, I, I had a good time with you guys too thank you you, you guys yeah. were the you know we were saying yesterday you guys were basically like the first guest in our in our place since we've uh, you know had since we nice. moved here so yeah so yeah it felt great you know to have people over and be able to entertain no no it was okay. cool um yeah and i gotta tell you my my wife really enjoyed you gave us some leftovers mm. um she she loved the dumplings too so you got the yeah, wifey I, approval. Wife was about it. Good. Killed that duck. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just like fifteen. Yo, minutes. shout out to Asian Market, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't make it. Everybody who follows me knows that I go over there a lot and mm-hmm. get their ducks. I just, you know, admire it. Yeah. Definitely shout out to Asian Market, man. They're so good. You know, it was my day off, <laughs> and I knew the podcast was coming, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna be making dumplings anyway. Let me just pick up something, you know, to go with it, kind of. You know, yes. yeah, it just worked out. Definitely. Duck and dumplings. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, before we get too much into it, man, you, you, I see you're drinking. What, what are you drinking over there? Right out the go? Strange Bird, right right next to us at Rella. That's right. Nice. I'm drinking Pillow this head. crazy, yeah, it's 6% size on. Pillowhead pink peppercorn. Pink peppercorn. It's delicious. Uh, I happen to be shouting out Strange Bird 2 with the rainbow, rainbow slipper. Uh, it's a POG sour. I like it just because it looks like something from Steven Universe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, a, I'm just a big Mortalis fanboy, apparently. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a stand Revenant. for Mortalis. Yeah. And uh, so I'm drinking. What am I drinking tonight? Some plum pineapple crepe crumble. Oh, my goodness. Gemini. Check that shit out, right? Ooh, oh gorgeous! My. It's lit. Yes, yes. No, yeah, I would just like go to Mortalis for the artwork. <laughs> Honestly, right? no, definitely. That's delicious. It's all about marketing now. You gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things that um I don't even think I got to talk to you about actually yesterday was um one of the ideas that I've been bouncing with Crit, the social media guy. You know, helps me out shout, a lot. Shout out to Floater. Shout out to Shout yes. out to Floated, Crit, you know, I mean, I really, you know, I was definitely going to talk about that later, but, you know, I definitely couldn't have gotten to where I've gotten without him and without Cruz, 
you know, shout out to Cruz. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they definitely just kind of pushed me, you know, and not 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 let not let me do what I normally do, which is procrastinate and you know bullshit, you know, and um, you know. Uh, sorry, put me back on track. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. Now we'll jump around a little. Oh yeah, bit. The, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. yeah, wherever you want to go. I mean, um, we'll start off. Oh yeah, just... with the packaging. Sorry. So, yeah. so what I was trying to say was, um, from the <laughs> jump, and I had spoke to Ralph about this. Ralph from uh, our Mecca, the um, you know, as well. Uh, that I wanted to do like limited edition, super artistic packaging to go with the dumplings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um that was like kind of collectible or whatever, you know, I, like I wanted it, like I, in my head, it was like holographic trading cards kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That, that's Elena banging at the door. She wants, she wants to go in. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, the, the logo and the artwork, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your logo and where it came from. Um. So, so Rachel, so when me and Rachel were in Charlotte, she mm -hmm. worked at this restaurant downtown Charlotte called Halcyon. It was a really nice place. They were focused mm -hmm. like on like really like French technique. The chef was really cool. Um, he made really good food. I wasn't even working there. She was working there. But like, I would just go eat there on my days off. And um, I say all this to say that one of the servers there, this guy named Scott, he was an artist. And uh, you know, he's, he's, he's from Rochester. So him and Rachel hit it off, you know, like she was a manager, you know, and um we just always kind of retain friendship with him. You know, every time he comes up to Rochester, he comes hangs, hangs out with us. And uh, when I was thinking about the logo, it was because I had a bunch of pictures in my phone of Elena eating dumplings. And I was like, that would be perfect. And I was kind of just like trying to figure out an artist to do it. And Scott, like Rachel, it was Rachel's idea to ask Scott. So we asked Scott and he did it. God, the honest truth, I think he only charged us 50 bucks. You know, we gave him more than that. Um, so he he did like, he drew that logo on the computer. I don't know how he made it, you know, and it looks like kind of basic, but I actually like how basic it looks, you know, and um, my dad touched it up. My my father is a super IT tech person. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to do I mean, like, he's just very adept at technology and um, he's in the leadership in the technology world and stuff. And he basically, you know, I don't know why I mentioned all that, but yeah, he basically touched up the logo for me <laughs> and sent yeah. it back. And then no, I, I think it looks great, man. Yeah. Um, and I then mean, um, we, we met yeah. Elena the other day and it, it's a perfect mm -hmm. representation of uh, of her. It looks just like her. And um, and uh, she was housing those dumplings the other day. So, yeah, she's she's uh, always loved them. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, she's always wanted to help make them you know she always she's always helped me you know like especially when i first started you know i always give her a little pile of flour let her play with it you know like you guys saw i was cleaning up because i let her play with the flour and you know make her own little dough and stuff in the sink you know and um she's just always about it you know she'd rather come stand on top of the chair with us in the kitchen than like you know play with her toys and stuff you know most of the time so you know, we don't really have a choice. She's probably just going to be a chef like us. That's right. But she doesn't have a choice, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you're, if you're surrounded by it, I feel like. Yeah, you just you absorb know. it. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I was, though. You know, my grandma was just all about it and always cooking. And, you know, I was just I just gravitated towards that, you know, and then my father's mom as well. 
And then my mom actually married this Italian dude and his mother taught me a lot of stuff. Yeah. When yeah. I was like, what, you know, when I was like 12, you know, 13. Um, you remember like, uh, like early on, like a, a favorite dish that you, you like to make for, from her just like, or just know, in like general as a, as a child. Well, like as a child, Oh my God. The first thing I think I remember making like by myself, like as far as like, I felt like I was like, not just making the stuff that my grandma made, like, like not just frying chicken and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was like this shrimp pasta with bay leaves. It was like, I used to have this huge crush on Nigella Lawson. And she, and oh she, yeah. Yeah. And I she did this. Crush on her. Oh my God. I still do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't? And um, mm-hmm. she did this. I remember I was like nine and she did this pasta with shrimp and bay leaves. I think like sun dried tomatoes mm. and like, uh, it was like linguine and, but it didn't have cheese, you know? Um, and yeah, like, it had the bay leaves and uh that was my first time using whole bay leaves like i got my grandma to take me to the store to get all the stuff and then i cooked it and i just remember um i just remember like really tasting bay leaves for the first time <laughs> you know yeah. and and like just uh that was like one of the first things i, I got like i remember that i made like outside of the normal scope of things that i was kind of making you know just like things that i learned from my grandma and stuff but I was totally yeah. cook. I was totally cooking dinner, you know, at nine and ten, That's you know, cool. like, and I got burns on my arm from when I was five, you know, like the oven door closing on me because I would open the oven to go rip off a, a piece of the roasted chicken or whatever it was. <laughs> and my mom used to like find like piles of chicken bones in my closet when I was like two, you know. <laughs> yeah, and um, I used to you know, just, just like a know. Pull the most kids to the stove. And, most kids, you find like porno mags, and then they're yeah. finding chicken bones. Chicken bones, yeah. They they like they like think I'm doing witchcraft or something. <laughs> you're um, uh, you're Wiccan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> my, my mom's like, oh my god. And um, so like, what happened was I I'm trying to think the first restaurant I worked at. Well, I think would definitely. I'll talk about this one experience that that uh, definitely kind of aided. I went to go work for my auntie in Queens who owned a sea town. If anybody's from the city, people know what a sea town is. It's basically just a grocery store, but people know you're like, yo, sea town, you know, <laughs> Queens and all that. And um, it was a, it was the Jamaica Ave Queen town and um, or I'm sorry, Jamaica Ave Sea Town and. Yeah. Uh, she owned that one, her and my, her and my uncle. And, uh, I worked there for the summer and I just remember that was really my first time firsthand. It was just a little cashier job, but I got to touch all these ingredients that I never seen before. Mm. You know, Cause I grew up mostly in Baltimore, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was spending the, you know, and like, since I was little, I had spent some summers in New York and Texas and stuff like that, wherever my dad or his family was. And, um, and yeah, I remember that was definitely a valuable thing. That was like 10, 11. And then 10, no, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, they're coming, you know, down the conveyor belt and you kind of see like, oh, and all this. What's, what's yeah. that? And what's this exactly? Yeah. All the stuff I never seen before, you know, soursop and like, I don't know, just like all the stuff. And, you know, New York's very diverse, you know, it's definitely like, right. just a, you know, especially back then uh, it was just a whole electric kind of feel, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. like that, that, that neighborhood had a lot of, uh, I don't really know, like, I hate to I, I be, I, I don't know, I'm probably going to be politically incorrect. I just, I, they were like Indian people 
and they used to have like there was an event hall that they had and they had like tr- traditional indian weddings i don't know what part of any that that that's why i feel bad you know but um but uh i remember we used to deliver i used to deliver ice like every day like like shopping carts of ice over there for these <laughs> weddings okay yeah like, yeah i had to fill up ice in the basement and then fill up shopping carts with the bags of ice like hot 95 degree summer day you know what i mean like yeah, that's amazing. That's Jamaica Ave Queens down the <laughs> going yeah. to the Indian wedding. I come back to the store. I got plates of food and all kinds of stuff. People yeah, yeah. were people used to tip me like crazy money, like really? those things. Yeah, I was like ten years old. I come back with like sixty bucks. Like that's like a, that's like a bunch of money, you know. You know, for yeah, an 11 no, definitely. And then my aunt was paying me good, and you know, I just remember like you know, so, you know, sometimes you know, doing summers in New York in, in New York was cool. What a in here? Oh, she did. She and, just, um, she just like went in. And, yeah, she went in and out. Like, this is like a paranormal activity, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like off the Incredibles. Jack, Jack, he can just go through yeah. the walls. Yeah, cookie, Life cookie, like, cookie like num a nums. Little, <laughs> a little child walked by in the back. <laughs> he can hear us from that dimension. <laughs> That's um, great. Oh, and then um so like so like i moved from my i grew up in baltimore and then seventh grade we went to charlotte mm-hmm. and then i did like half of eighth grade there and then i went to go live with my dad in augusta georgia and if anybody knows those two places one's literally at the top of south carolina and one's at the bottom of south right. carolina so like it was like a two two and a half hour drive and you want to be in the podcast elena wants to be on the podcast so um so it was it was like a two and a half hour drive and you know it it was like a it was a whole thing you know definitely i was a young teenager trying to figure everything out and um (laughs) basically long story short after being with my dad for a little bit i wind up one of the one of the guys that worked for him in the military elena one of the guys that worked for him in the military, um, son opened a restaurant. It was one of the first, like, kind of like fine dining restaurants in a in a in a in Augusta that was doing like contemporary new American cuisine. That was kind of the hot thing back then. And um, mm-hmm. this was before all the laws came in where you couldn't have like stages and like people there underage, you know, all that stuff. Like, right. So I was literally like twelve. It, downtown Augusta, Georgia. I'm trying to. Oh my god, it was so long ago. I'm trying to remember the name. I know my dad remember the name, but um, people definitely remember the restaurant. It was there for a little good little while. Um, that was like the first like fine dining place that I ever worked at. I remember standing on top of milk crates and like pounding Carpaccio. Um, and like you know, like I remember like drinking Coors Lights in the cooler and shit, and you know, like helping make family meal and you know. Uh, I used to work garmage. Yeah. I was literally working garmage, dude. Um garmage? Yeah, when I was like 12, you know, working at this working at this place in downtown Augusta. All these guys were like Johnson and Wales um graduates. And they opened a restaurant. It was like three guys. Um they were just older than me, you know. Obviously I was 12, you know, but they like saw that I was about it, you know. Right. And yeah. 
Yeah. And, I mean, when you were, you were telling us your story, I mean, it seems like uh, you've been all over the place, man. You've been all over the world. Yeah. Um, basically cooking and kitchens and visiting places and, uh, you know, sampling things or training. Um, it's kind of crazy. You're, you're like Carmen San Diego, man. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's a great compliment. I'll take it. I've always yeah, tried to equate my the world, perspective. Where in the world is Rico? You know, it's crazy. It's cool, though. I think a lot of it comes from, um, you know, when I was younger or just growing up, like, OK, for instance, like I went to five different high schools in four years and like growing up and through elementary and middle high school, I went to a different school almost every year. I think the only time I went to the same school for two years was sixth and seventh grade. Excuse me. And excuse me. hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I'll pause that on enough. Please. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. I have to do some serious editing on this one, Chris. Uh, <laughs> to test my skills. Save, save the let's go out to the lobby song. That's whatever it is. <laughs> I have a two-year-old. If if like people watching this don't understand that I have a two-year-old, then that's on them. Yeah, this, you know. Um it happens. Yeah, it's no, weird. they get it. Um <laughs> And if there's any consolation that cat like jumped on my shoulders in the middle of the podcast. The thing. Um, so that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. I'm gone. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, we'll yeah, start somewhere else. Busy. Yeah. No, we'll um let's talk about uh the dumplings though. Yeah, what, yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Yeah. So what what was uh the advent like what was the idea like where did it start and um you know how's it how's it going so far yeah so like kind of back to when i was younger you know i always had a thing for dumplings and um because like i let you know I, i'm from i'm from baltimore we have like a lot of uh it's called h mart it's like these uh asian grocery stores and my mom used to always take me to them and stuff and my grandma used to take me and yeah, I don't know, like she just kind of my mom, like at some point introduced me to dumplings. and I was really excited about it. And it was something that was pretty easy to cook, too. And they came out really good. And, you know, I just always like pot stickers. I remember when I was in Augusta, Georgia in high school, we had a uh, uh, one of the students from the art institutes or recruiters or whatever came to our home. Ec. This is back when we had home ec classes and stuff um, to literally like, you know, get people excited about culinary school or whatever. And she she made pot stickers, and then everybody had to make pot stickers, you know. Okay. Uh, my teacher, shout out to Miss Hydric, yeah, back in uh, <laughs> Rainbrier, um, in Augusta, Georgia. That's a really good school. Mm-hmm. And Miss Hydric, Miss Hydric, dude, she nice. had the she had the art institutes person come in and do the pot stickers. That definitely influenced me, and yeah. you know, going so like eventually I wound up at CIA. And like throughout the years, you know, I had worked for, you know, people in different places and restaurants and like even living in Olympia, Washington, I was super exposed to Asian food on a whole nother level out there. Mm-hmm. You know, being in the West Coast, like especially in the Pacific Northwest, giant Asian population, it's everywhere. You know, like the food is really just on a whole nother level as far as like the translation, you know, um, you know, we have like our American version of a lot of it, you know, and like just a lot of stuff over there just really tasted different. It just tasted like, you know, and like now that I've been to Japan, like I kind of 
can see what it was that I was like, you know, tasting. And um, like, I've just always, I like, like I told you guys yesterday, I, I've always had a deep and profound respect for Asian food. I just feel, huh? Right. Oh, um, you know, I feel like it's the Rosetta Stone. It's the, or it, like, it's the, it's the oldest organized food that we still eat today. You know, like, you know, people talk about like, I don't know, like nobody eats like Sumerian food, you know, like nobody eats like Indus River, Indus River Valley food or like Aztec food. You know what I mean? Like, so like, you know, this is, you know, I just feel like it has influenced a, a lot of other cuisines and some of the ingredients and the things that Asian food has, you only get from something being kind of like, for the most part, un, uninterrupted for like thousands of years. Yeah. You know, like, you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, and, we talked about uh, how like everything is basically derived from like Asian food. Mm-hmm. And so like, about, like the, it's like the, the basics. You know? Right. Thinking yeah, about the trade routes, like from, from all the way from Italy, all the way down to Asia, like, you know, the entire like pasta culture of Italy has been influenced by what they got from China. Right. You know, and like, I just have, I I just have a super big respect for it. Like my favorite thing is like, uh, there's that Netflix show of flavorful origins. Right. You guys ever watch that? It's, it's, it's really cool. You know, it shows you, the things they've been doing and they talks about how long they've been doing it. It's, it's pretty insane. You know, like when you think about it and um, the most complex flavors, you know, uh, layers and stuff like, I just really, I just really love it. Um, I feel like all chefs, all people who do this food thing, everybody should have a discipline, you know, like you can't be like, you can, you know, that there's definitely people who do it. There, there's definitely people who have the capacity to do to 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 you know be good at everything, you know to like be the jack of all, but like kind of like master of most or whatever, like however you want to call it. Right, like, right. I know my limits. I know where I'm at, and like I, I just kind of like to focus and you know like and like the main thing that I've always think anytime I have an interview, even for a job or talk to other chefs or anything like that, I literally always say like I'm all about techniques. Because once you master the technique, you can apply any flavor profile to it. Right. You know, like, uh, like, like, like I, I like to do these rice noodles that I learned from this guy named Larry Schreiber. He was my chef at this place called Good Food down in Charlotte, very successful restaurant. Um, in the in the Moffat Restaurant Group, one of the oldest restaurant groups in Charlotte. Um, I used to work for them. I, I used to work at the other place, uh, Barrington's as well. Shout out to Mr. Moffat and Larry. And carrying all those guys, um, you, you know, God, I'm so bad at this. Forgive me, everybody. It's, it's it's my ADD. I like go to the places that I'm like thinking about, and then I just forget what I was talking about. It's all good. It's what was I saying? No, we were just talking about like the origin technique. Of, like, oh yeah. Um, so like in college, I started making dumplings on the weekends mm-hmm. at CIA. When I was mm-hmm. at CIA, I started making dumplings on the weekends like all the times. Like, like uh, any of my college friends remember this? You know, I was just really infatuated with figuring out the dough. And then, sorry, this beer is like this beer is really good. Um, <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, 
uh, it was like somewhere in the library. <clears throat> I read something about hot water dough and Northern Chinese style and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I didn't, everybody who knows me knows that I'm not really big on like flour. Like my wife's a pastry chef mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. kind of like, don't like doing bread pastries and things like that because I don't, okay. it's really not the flour itself. It's the yeast that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just don't have an intuition about it. Like, like when um when I put some short ribs in the oven, I have an intuition about it. When I put some bacon mm-hmm. or like I don't know, whenever I'm cooking something, I like have a I have a deep understanding of like what's going on, like on on a, like Harold McGee level. You know, you don't want your dough to rise. Sounds like it's not right. that I don't want the dough to rise, <laughs> but I just don't have the comfortability with it. Where like I feel like I know what's going on. Okay. You know, like, uh, you know, even like two weeks ago or a week ago, whatever it was, like I had took like we were making the buns for the for the shrimp rolls for for Rella. And I was. um, I pulled the dough down and for me, like it looked like it rose. I don't know. You know, the crew's like, no, 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 no. It's got to get like double that size, you know, and I'm like, see, like I have no like basic intuition. And for me, I've been cooking for so long when I don't have a basic intuition about something, it does make me super uncomfortable, you know. And it is That's kind fair. of hard for me sometimes. That is fair. It is kind of hard for me sometimes to like slow down and like kind of like go back to be like, I, you know, I have to like allow myself to learn this, you know? And yeah. Um, Cause I just get defensive, you know, and like, I, I guess to be, you know, I'm just very honest with myself. And, you know, sometimes I, I guess I, I like to stick to, to things that I'm good at, you right. know, but like going back to the techniques, you know, like um, in the hot water dough. So like I learned about the hot water dough and it made sense because it's like, okay, it's breaking down the gluten. So that way you can kind of like manipulate it more how you want to later. And you're kind of destroying it with that hot water, not destroying it, but you're really like, kind of like, I don't know, you're like doing some damage to it. Right. With the hot water. So Mm -hmm. I, and you're hydrating it. So when you reintroduce water later, it won't crack. And that's what Mm kind of made sense to me, you know? And, um, and the elasticity and then i was talking about to you me and rachel were talking about how and like i came up with all this and like rachel's like yes this works from a from a perspective of someone who actually does understand flour and stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i was the one that's like i'm gonna put salt vinegar and oil in the dough not a lot but you know just enough to where i feel like it's like kind of like messing with the gluten or whatever and to be honest like at the CIA, you know, we had guys like Francisco Magoya, you know, the guy who literally like helped, you know, basically write the modernist uh, cuisine book on the bread. You know, I've been around people that really do get this stuff and I don't get it. But like, I do really, I'm, I am really passionate about dumplings. And, um, you know, I have taken the time to learn how to do the dumpling dough at least. You yeah. Know, um, no, do you feel like uh, it's where you want it to be right now? Yes, but now I just provided myself a whole new hurdle, which, uh, so literally, like, right before we started, you know, you guys were laughing because I got the call from the guy that's delivering the dumpling machine. Right, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the dumpling machine, I'm going to be receiving it tomorrow, and I'm guessing, or I'm basically assuming off the bat that my dough's going to have to be a little bit less wet. Like, right now I do a, uh, it's basically a two-to-one, like, flour-to-water and I think I'm going to have to go a little bit less than that um, to be able to utilize this machine without it locking up. Yeah, gunking up and stuff. So we'll yeah. see. Um, right, right now, until now, 
you've been the dumpling machine, right? I'm the, yeah, I've been doing <laughs> it with uh, your wife was here. the dumpling machine because she was right. flattening out that. Like, so how we always done it is because literally like the first week we burned through a kitchen aid. Because mm-hmm. the oh, dough really the one that we saw. That, in the yeah, room. that was the one that we still haven't fixed. The kitchen aid like, graveyard over there. Literally. <laughs> and looked like a robot died. <laughs> first first week burned through that thing. And then we we like ordered the parts for it and just never did it because that's totally, totally us. And um <laughs> So then I just started making it by hand and I figured I was way easier by hand and it comes out better when I do it by hand. Um, and yeah, I've just always done it by hand. So I make the dough and I let it rest for a couple hours. I usually do it like a couple hours before she gets home and then she rolls it out for me real quick because she's really good at sheeting. And um, and then I just sit there and fold them. Yeah. So I, you and know. I, she's jacked. I, yeah. Yeah. She's definitely. Yeah, her right hook. Yeah, her right hook definitely will take me out. <laughs> she got those Michelle Obama arms. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell her you said that. She's gonna watch this and be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's impressive though. We we, we got some video if you guys want to check it out um, on our Instagram page. I saw it. Uh, I saw it earlier. Took- yeah. Well, for the people at home that are watching. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, if you want to check it out, that this is like basically uh, her, what we just described, the process of flattening it out. And you get to see those jacked arms, too. So, okay. So, like, <laughs> let me try to, like, wrap my story up in, like, four minutes. So, like, from from that place in Georgia, you know, I had basically, like, moved to olympia washington and i went back and forth between there and charlotte north carolina because i was going back and forth between my mom and my dad right and then i basically eventually wound up in well like while i was in charlotte doing my sophomore year i was working at this amusement park called carowinds in charlotte it's like a big amusement park um i was actually supervisor (laughs) i was the youngest supervisor i was like they had hired me a supervisor like two weeks before i turned 16 what were you doing at the amusement park i was managing all of the dip and dots carts oh word (laughs) so like so my and like my main thing was like i had to stock them and make check on everybody and stuff too yeah and um we had this freezer called the husman and this thing was nuts and they were saying that you literally couldn't open the inner door to the outer door or there would literally be an explosion because it's like negative 40 in there and it's like 90 degrees outside wow you know i mean so it was well, like it was like a spaceship you had to like go in the first door shut it <laughs> wait a minute for it to kind of cool down in that little room and then you could press a button and then the next door would open up and it was like you just it was like being in in Antarctica, like you, like literally, like the yeah. water on your face just froze because it was so cold in there. You like <laughs> grab the dipping dots as fast as you could. You know, it'd be two of us. You had to go in with two. You couldn't go by yourself, obviously. And then that like, makes sense. Yeah. So then you're like chucking the, you know, chucking the boxes and the bags of stuff over. And then, yeah, you're like running it on the cart in 90 degrees. Like it, it kind of made sense. It's like so cold that by the time you get it to the cart, it's like still like not ruined. You know, right. And um, I just it would become that. regular ice cream. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It would just yeah. melt together. So, like, <laughs> I got through halfway my junior year with my mom, and then I went to my dad's. 
So like I finished my junior year, or I didn't even get through half. It was like it was like maybe like less than a third. So I finished my junior year in Olympia, Washington. And I did this uh vo vo vocational school, like for half the day, the culinary program. So I did that, I killed it. Um I was working at this. So while I was over there, I was like super into this church. My my dad's a preacher. I don't know if I mentioned all this. Um, my dad's a preacher, uh super duper awesome guy. Um when I was in Olympia, I was super involved with the church that we were going to. And then after school, I would go cook for this, like it was called the Union Gospel Mission. And it was in Olympia, Washington. I used to cook there, and what you had to do was like we basically got all these ingredients just kind of donated and then you had to make dinner for like 100 200 people and we had these like giant like tilt skillets and stuff so it would be like me and this old guy and so the old guy would like the first couple of times he kind of led it and then like the second week he was like all right you're gonna figure out what we're cooking you know what i mean so like i would just yeah like after school every day I, or every other day i would cook for like 100 homeless people while I was living over there. Like, like not, not a lot of people know that. I don't talk about that all the time. That totally happened. Yeah. And, um, wow. and then what kind of meals would you make over there? I would, I would always use like stir fry. That was like the easiest thing, you know, cause yeah. I always had meat and vegetables and rice, you know, oh, yeah. nice. But, like people loved it. You know, they always loved, you know, you got that nice giant tilt skillet, you mm -hmm. know? And um, so I remember doing that and, I didn't, I don't remember working at a restaurant when I was over there. It was pretty hard to get into a restaurant over there. Um, but when I went, so when we moved from there to Woodbridge, Virginia for my senior year of high school, there was this restaurant over there called Bistro Le Hermitage. And it was like a for real dead ass shallot and leeks, demi-gloss, old school French <laughs> restaurant. Like yeah. all the dishes, all the stuff, just like for real, for real, for real, for real French. And the the sous chef Nihal, this old Indian dude who was under the chef Don, this old older woman, um, you know, he took me under his wing. You know, I when I got there, I was green, you know, like still, you know, I didn't I could cut I could cut stuff, but like, I don't know. I just wasn't like restaurant, right? Like I, I wasn't right. like, yeah. So they really taught me, I think for like, so I worked free for the first like 90, 120 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. First three or four months I worked free. I was just going every day after school. I was just cutting shallots and leeks. And then eventually I got good enough at cutting the shallots and leeks that they actually had me doing other shit. And then eventually I started working. You got to fire... graduate from that. Yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like an internship program yeah right? shallot leaks parsley straining the stocks you know doing little bullshit like that and then you wear garmo a little bit then you go help out on the fire station then you start working fire station by yourself you know um so like by the time i was working fire station by myself um my dad had given me his gi bill for school and um uh I was like basically on my, on my way to CIA already, but like what happened was right around Thanksgiving of my senior year, I had been working at the restaurant for maybe a couple months. Cause I started working before, like right before school started or like right after school started, like just around then. And um, I had already been accepted like in the CIA, uh, like before Thanksgiving. 
I was the first kid in my senior year to get accepted into school, like by a long shot. I think the next kid didn't get posted on the boards like March or whatever. Hmm. So like I was basically not checked out, but like I already knew what was going on senior year. You know, I was like, I'm going to go cook. I'm going to go be a chef. So I was like ready to go just work at the restaurant every day. You know, like I wasn't even like I was with school, you know, but I was just like trying to go be at the restaurant. So, yeah, you know, got something where I was making money and. Oh, let let me pause you for a sec, Rico. Um, Let me be honest. Uh, The first couple of times you said CIA, I was like central intelligence yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah that was like my old job too and i was like wait a minute you're a spy and a cook this is uh <laughs> too like, much I, out of context i put it together but it was just like yeah. i was like wait a second you know, so like, all just, those people out there is the culinary exactly. institute of america i'm not exactly a yeah <laughs> they yeah, don't I want me wanna, yeah <laughs> <laughs> different cia <laughs> the government wants nothing to do with me yeah they're like whatever okay <laughs> um so 10 days after i graduated i started cia mm-hmm. and thank god because that made me the last of the old program if i didn't do that i would have been the first in the new program so the the old program is the one that everybody talks about when they talk about cia all these old chefs you know what i mean like what it was, was that at the beginning, you had to do six weeks of classroom. Mm-hmm. And then you went in these straight kitchens until externship. And then when you came back, you did another six weeks of classroom. And then you just did straight kitchens until you got to restaurants. And then you did restaurants and then you graduated. So that was the way I got to do it. And to be honest, like if anybody at the CIA is hearing this, I think that is the superior way. I think I think that they should just go back to the old way that they were doing it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the logic or reasoning behind changing it was, but, you know, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I got to do the old program, you know, um, and I, I, you know, for me, I like to say that the the stars basically aligned for my whole CIA experience. I got to eat at Escoffier. I got to be in the first stream of the culinary science program. I got to be in the second stream of the Farna Table program. I got to open up the Bocuse restaurant. I got to shake Paul Bocuse's hand. Um, I got to work under Larry Forgione, you know, this was all just timing, mm-hmm. you know, like if I didn't start 10 days after I graduated, none of that would have happened how it had to, how it went down. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Literally like, just like down to the days of like, we just so happened to be the first class to go through the new restaurants. Therefore we get to do the whole opening event where all these people come in like that, that, that night that Paul Bocuse was there, everybody of anybody was there from Thomas Keller to Grant Agus, Michelle Richard, Gerard, all of those guys, like anybody who was anybody was there. You know what I mean? Like it was that, that room was electric. I had never to this day, I'll never forget that. Just being in like that room, like with that much star power, basically, like you literally do feel it. It's a real thing. You know, that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? So how many like you? So what, what would you call it? Like when you, you graduated from the CIA, right? Right. So just in layman's terms, like, is it would you call that like chef trained? Like, what would you say? I just have a bachelor's in, in restaurant management, but, but mine okay. is like a specifically farm to table restaurant management. And now they offer a bunch of more different degrees as well as the ones that they were offering. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, 
I would say. Are there a lot of people in the scene, like in Rochester, that have a similar background, or are you unique in that? Um, I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know everyone. I know that right. a lot of people that I met here are from here. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people that I've met here have left here and come back. Right. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really, I guess I haven't met a whole lot of people like me, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, you I, know? I just, I just feel like, you know, it's a very uh, diverse upbringing just in the kitchen. So it's really, I've been it's lucky. Cool. Yeah. I've been, yeah. You know, God yeah, is, God like is definitely serious, unique experience. Like not many people, have the opportunity to be so many places like you know learn your craft in so many different ways so organically like compared to other people a lot of people it's a lot of class learning or or it's a lot of on hands learning it sounds like you got like a lot of both and you asked me a question earlier i didn't get to answer it um because i had went off on a tangent but you asked me what my favorite thing like home wise to cook is or Mm -hmm. like when i was coming up kind of thing learning stuff um, I didn't get to finish. Like I was saying how my mom married the dude, you know, a, a Italian and all I got to learn the Italian stuff. But my father's wife, Isabella, my stepmom, um, she, I mean, I call her my mom as well. Um, she is from Dominica, which is this little tiny island. Um, it's basically considered West India. Um, and that's my favorite food, dude. Like cooking oxtails and goat, you know, stuff like that like sign me up you know some like roti you know like real roti you know rice and beans and you know just like real dominican food mm-hmm. you know that's like you know that's always going to be there's just nothing that's going to be like you know um, like i mean just like anybody's grandma but you know i'll put my grandma up against anybody grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you could put your italian grandma up because my dominican grandma i don't know man you might come over to my house and have some goat <laughs> no i mean you know? uh my puerto rican grandma could cook up a storm too yeah man same, it's crazy. same with my italian grandma they, they um, kill so, it. yeah oh, i love it all though fights Grandma oh, throwdown. Yeah, yeah, the grandma throwdown. That's gonna be the next show. I can I be the executive producer? <laughs> yeah, that, that honestly would be a, le- a lit show. It would be legit. Yeah, yeah, grandma throwdowns. <laughs> I think this is the best bad idea. I've ever and then had. you would have to have the opposite <laughs> families eat the grandma's food. And yes. then look and then and then and then and then look at their grandma like <laughs> <laughs> they have to admit. You're like, yeah, like damn, better. grandma, I'm sorry. <laughs> this oxtail is too good. You can't cook this. <laughs> and they have to, then they have to switch grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> they got to exchange them. That's what the prize is. <laughs> the Jamaican dude is like, no, nah, I like the pasta. This is lit. <laughs> uh, I need funny. this lasagna in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, oh, so goodness. we ate, we ate your dumplings. Um, they were amazing. Uh, we you you got hot sauce too. I know you sell that hot over at Rella. Yeah, tell us about the hot sauce a little bit too. Same kind Rico. of thing, man. I've been putting Crystal and Texas Pete and shit on my food since I was like five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just always love hot sauce. I never been scared of flavor and heat and stuff. And I just got to the point where I started to understand it as far as like 
there's just hot and then there's flavor and then there's the, you know, there's the spectrum that you can exist on, you know, and for a while, you know, I would, um, and it takes a while for your palate to get adjusted. It's kind of just like wine, you know, you, right. you, you give somebody like a 15% and they don't drink wine all the time. They can't taste shit with the alcohol, but mm. you give it to me, you know, I'm talking about tobacco and horse hoof and hay and, <laughs> You know, dark cherries and chocolate, you know, and all this stuff. Right. You know, because yeah. it's like my palate has been basically forced to get accustomed, you know, to like that. So I can perceive these these these, these other horse, things. Horse hoof. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you never had a cab that you really like smell like, you know, the horse is walking through the. I, I can smell it. Yeah. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> smell and, the grapes. Um, <laughs> so like so with the hot sauce it was um i just got to the point where i could taste through the capsaicin and i could like figure out what it is that i'm what i want and i'm looking for outside of the spiciness and last year i mean i had been preserving and dehydrating chilies for a couple of years now but last year i remember i started making powders and what i think one big learning step was that reaper powder i have a picture or I used to have a picture. I don't know if it's still there. I don't, I, I don't know if uh, my social media got took it off, but it was like my face covered in like heavy cream because I was making this like Carolina Reaper powder and just the vapor, you know, in the air, just like completely just burnt my face. You know, it was just like, and, but I remember just like using it on stuff and tasting it and it just had so many tropical notes to it. It had like pineapple and apricot and all these yeah. things that I could perceive. And I was just trying to figure out, like, how do I translate this to the average person? How do I get this that I get to experience to someone else, you know? And, like, I've had multiple people, people like, tell me, I don't like hot sauce. I don't like spicy stuff, but I like your sauce. Because hmm. I can taste all this stuff. And, you know, it, like, kind of makes a little bit of pain worth it, you know? Right. And um, so, like, you know, and, like, I don't mind telling everybody, I'm gonna tell everybody right now, you know, I tell everyone who comes to the restaurant how I do my shit, you know, I don't care. Um, so with the hot sauce, what I do is this. I actually take white and apple cider vinegar, equal parts, and then I do a quart in salt and sugar for each gallon. And then that's like my vinegar base that I literally use for anything. Like, so if anybody wants to take that, you can take that. You can basically probably use that for preserving like a lot of shit, you know? Um, I use it for... I use it for basically anything, you know, I'll take like, you know, like people saw on my page, like I'll take the garlic cloves, you know, raw. I'll like take my infused oil that I'll talk about later. Um, I'll get the cast iron pan, rip it hot. I'll coat the garlic and the infused oil and I'll toss it in there. So that way it's not too much oil in the pan. And I'll basically char the garlic and I'll stuff it in the jar and then I'll pour my vinegar mix over it and, you know, let that sit for a little bit. And then I'll take the vinegar and use it for something. And I take the garlic and use it for something else, you know, and, um, so basically I'll take that same vinegar mix and I'll do 60 ounces or so with eight ounces of dried chilies and a little bit of xanthan. And then that's my sauce. But then I'll do that like eight to 10 times in a big batch and I'll mix it like a winemaker. And I do it by the color of the chilies and I just match different chilies with different ones. And, you know, that's why I don't care. I can tell people all day, you'll never be able to like taste the shit that I can taste. <laughs> 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 people will kill themselves trying to make the hot sauce you know <laughs> it's kind of hilarious you know 
um and um and yeah you know like um I like honestly when I'm making it sometimes I just thank God because sometimes it's just so unbelievably spicy and I'm like damn it's like crazy that I'm not dead right now because <laughs> I'm like I really have to calm this down but but at least I can experience it without it like I don't know you you, you, you guys get what I'm saying yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like I got a bottle in I got a bottle in the fridge right now like I know exactly what you're saying yeah. and like I, I, I Chris, think pound it about. pound it right now <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hot sauce yeah, it's challenge. Got, it's got like a nice, um, like it's bold with the flavor. It's like kind of, it's almost sweet. It's still got that tartness of hot sauce that you expect. And then it's got that thing. I don't, the only other place where I've had like this happen was when I went to uh, Szechuan Opera and they gave me some peppers and it kind of like numbs the tongue but not like to the point that you won't taste all the other flavors. And it makes you want to eat it again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but still (laughs) I need more, (laughs) you know, and like, uh, I read this book called salt by Mark Kolansky. And the whole first part of it is actually talks about, uh, Tabasco and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and the history of it. And the little island that it originated on, on top of this salt marsh, giant salt deposit under the island and the chilies and the whole thing. Um, and I always just love that idea, you know, reading that, the salt mashes, you let it sit, a little vinegar, you know, like it just made so much sense, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. get rid of all the water. Right. What do you need the water for? You know, like, you know, um, and yeah, like, like, uh, you know, that's why, like, I used to make hot sauces with, with raw ingredients in water or like, you know, liquids, you know, mm-hmm. that weren't an acid, you know what I mean? So like, right. it, that's when you get those hot sauces that like, the, okay, I'm trying to explain it like this. When, when there's water in the hot sauce, the way that the capsaicin spreads on your tongue is like totally different. Right. It like spreads over the top of it and it burns from the top down. And you guys have had hot sauces like that. Yeah. Where it's just hot and it burns like this, like, right. And it's like just hot because like, it's a lot of water and the water is like gliding all over your tongue and it's spreading Mm -hmm. all those little oil molecules all over your tongue. You know, the reason I do it like this is because, you know, it's just the salt and the sugar and the vinegar. So it's kind of like, how would you say, what would the hotness be? I don't really, I I think it's more (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> it's just the reverse you taste everything first and you get the heat almost okay. last right oh nice it's on the back end it? yeah it's yeah. on the back end yeah it's like it's the difference between like a grease fire and a controlled burn a control yeah that's what it is. yeah you know and i love um torchester sauces torchester you guys ever had those guys no, I haven't. I think so. They, I only ever seen them at that little festival that they do every year in Cornhill. Mm. I All right, it's we called. gotta go. The, we gotta go. But these guys, these they sell these bottles. Line. Called, yeah, these guys uh, sell these bottles called called Torchester, mm. like a torch. And mm. uh, their sauces are so good, man. Uh, shout out to Karma Sauce. Their sauces are fire. Karma trying, Sauce, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, definitely. So, um, you go so you got you got the dumplings you got the hot sauce um you got the dumpling machine on the way 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's next for Pina Express? What's next? Um, so okay, so my okay, so I want to go through the process with Cornell to get approved by the USDA, so I can actually produce like a legal processed packaged product and then sell it to other entities, you know. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think what the plan is going to be is so like I have a space that I get to do it in. Um, I'm just going to get all legit now. I'm about to literally like, uh, I'm sitting down with the owner of the space that I'm doing. He's really good at business paperwork and stuff. So he's going to help me to file the S corp. I want to file the S corp now that I have a, now that I have an address to do it all that. Um, I'm basically going to start as like just a regular food business. That way I can just be regulated by the local government. And then I'm going to just keep producing my product and do little pop-ups and things like that until i can like all the way be a little factory that's like just producing it you know so that way i can like eventually get the contract with wegmans and then be able to sell to like places like bodega and you know other little businesses maybe make custom dumplings for bars and restaurants that like only they have for them you know what i mean and that sounds um, cool and you know uh i want to do the steam buns as well i'm super big on steam buns i you know um yeah, I'm just super big on steam buns. Anybody who knows me knows about my steam buns. Um, I haven't gotten yeah, to do them. I seen you know steam buns. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like so, like uh, when I first moved here, right. I when I first moved here, I opened up Native, and um, yeah, yeah, that's basically like they actually still have it on the menu. That's like my big. That was one of my big contributions. Yeah, it was the steam shout buns. out to Native. So shout out to Native <laughs> and Ross Mueller and all those guys. You know, cool man. Um, you know, like I've. I've worked with a lot of people in this town and, and you know, I just want to say that I'm, I'm really, I really am thankful for everyone that is, that I've come across their path and that have helped me um, and come into contact with me. You know, like I've met so many great people in this town who are super passionate about food is I'm super honored to be able to work in this town um, among all these other people who really do love it. And, you know, like I've just got to work with a bunch of people here, you know, and um, I've, I've got to meet everybody and, you know, I just hope that, you know, I've left a good taste in people's mouth, you know? Yeah, definitely. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, where can people right now, like if uh, they were, they wanted to buy your hot sauce and your dumplings or within the next couple of weeks? Where yeah. So get? like right now, so like, you know, Edgar's bringing the, he's the chef of Rocco. Shout out to Rocco and Mark Cupolo. Shout, shout out to Mark. Uh, you know, shout out to Bodega, you know, shout out to Dan Martello, shout out to Chuck, shout out to uh, the Swans, shout out to James Dean, you know, shout out to everybody. But uh, what I was about to say, if you want, so if you, if you want the dumplings and the hot sauce right now for hot sauce, come see me at Rella, hit me up um, or try to order through the Rella menu. Um, but yeah, just come see me at Rella for the hot sauce. I still have a good amount and I'm going to be making more soon. And then for the dumplings, I just need a little bit of time. I'm literally like moving into the official restaurant space or the kitchen that I get to work in and I'm setting the machine up. I have to, like I was talking about earlier, I have to adjust my dough recipe just a little bit, make it a little bit drier to be able to do, go with the machine. And obviously I have to do a couple of test batches with the machine and really kind of just get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So once I get the machine up and running, you know, it's really going to be game on, you know, because by then I'll, yeah. I'll be all legit and then I'll be able to be regulated by the, uh, the local health department and all that good stuff. And I'll be able to get the product out and I'll be able to collaborate with other businesses and all, and all kinds of stuff. And um, I'm super cool. excited. 
you know, I, I, I like literally can't believe that, you know, all this is the universe has really just kind of come together for me from like me being in a new place and getting a space for the business and, you know, having a great boss chef, you know, shout out to Cruz, you know, um, and a great restaurant to work at. And he's pushed me so much with uh, making this whole thing happen, you know, with like getting to this stage with the business, with my own personal business, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I really appreciate it, you know, Mark, Mark as well, you know, Mark has, uh, always encouraged me and always been totally cool. He's like, you want to use the freezer, go ahead or whatever, you know, like he doesn't, you know, and, um, nice. you know, I've just gotten a lot of support. I've gotten a lot of support from all the people that I've worked for, you know, even though I don't work for them, you know what I mean? Like they all, you know, you know, it's just all love, you know? And, um, I, like just I love the buzz and you know like uh so basically like what the kind of story was I know people want to know like how I got to the dumplings kind of like organically was like I've been talking about it for years from from college and I was already doing the hot sauce I was already kind of not already doing the hot sauce but I was already messing with the chilies I wasn't at the sauce part yet I didn't figure out the vinegar yet that's what it was and last year this time I got laid off like everyone else did in the whole universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kind of said like, you know, this is it. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to like figure it out. So I got with this. uh, So I met this guy that had a bunch of, you know, warehouse of old restaurant equipment. He gave me a good deal on some stuff. I got a two boy, low boy freezer. I got a one boy, low boy fridge. I got a sheeter and a big Electrolux food processor thing and all this stuff. And, you know, I just went gung ho into kimchi and dumplings. And I just uh, changed, you know, I, I did the logo. We talked about the logo. I got Scott to make the logo and then my dad to touch it up. I changed my Instagram page to that. I kept the name the same because it was already my name. Uh, that's been my name. That's been my gamer tag since the movie came out, since Pineapple Express came out. <laughs> when Express. I was like, yeah. When I was like, uh, I think I was like 12 or 13 when that movie came out. Um, always been my favorite movie. You know, I didn't, I didn't even smoke weed back then. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, just always been my favorite movie. And my last name is Pina. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just always been my gamer tag. You know, I just always yeah. thought like, hey, it's, a, it's just a clever name. You know, people online, they love it. All my friends love it. All, all my friends online, they call me like pineapples and, you know, uh, pina colada, you know, (laughs) pineapple upside down, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, shout out to all my online friends, Laura Wolf and Treetop and Exotic and Ronan and Piccolo and all (laughs) you guys. Um, And um, I'm a super video game nerd. Everybody knows me, knows that. When we see the chair. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like all this stuff. Yeah, we know. And, um, (laughs) you know, the... I don't even, I like forget what I was talking about, but with the dumplings, no, you're good. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be ready with dumplings in like two weeks. I should be all ready. And then my next right. step is to like get some legit packaging. Right now we have nice little labels that we have mm-hmm. that have instructions and everything on it. The next step is to get some nutritional facts. Um, nice. I'm just adjusting my recipe a little bit, like I said, for the machine. Right. So I finish adjusting that, then I can give Crit the numbers, then he can do the thing. And then... So, so you know, uh, I'm just I'm just best... being super transparent. Like this is my yeah. end goal is to be in the store as a packaged product. You know, um, I don't really want to have a restaurant. To be honest, if I ever do, if I ever do it, 
I would do it like how I saw in, in like San Francisco, you know, like just a little tiny kind of like almost like like they literally had it to where like the window was like facing like outside on the street. Yeah, and it's like a little kiosk. You yeah, know, it's like, and it's like the the actual menu is like literally on the wall outside. It's like mm-hmm. a giant menu of like different little like Asian like in some things, and it's open to like four o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> yeah, get, like you know everything from dumplings to like fried us wid balls and all kinds of stuff, and uh, everything's like a dollar, two dollars, you know, little steam buns for like fifty cent, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I remember that in San Francisco. I thought that was really cool. If I ever did it, it would be kind of something really similar to that with like a dumpling vending machine where you can get like frozen dumplings out of or something. Like, <laughs> uh, I really like the idea of the vending machines. If there was a vending machine that could cook them, right? Like, like okay, what I was daydreaming shout, shout about. Shout out to McCanns, right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to McCanns. They are lit. Yeah, I got their Wu Tang shirt. It's super dope. Um, yeah. I was thinking about like, what if you had a dumpling machine, right? But it like okay. Say, okay, uh, the dumplings at Trader Joe's, they come in that little plastic thing that holds them perfectly, right? You know what I'm talking about? So what if you had one that was heat resistant enough to where, like, if a vending machine had a cache of those little trays, you could cook them in it, the tray, and then pop it out the bottom of the vending machine. Oh, a cup of sauce. You gotta get to inventing, man. You, you know what start I'm saying? Like, and then I can have my little <laughs> Pink Express dumpling vending machines in all the airports and shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I, I'm just kind of like I'm just Future. always thinking about yeah, like you know, yeah, but, yeah. Beyond so, the, I, so uh, I think you know your best bet right now uh, for people watching that want to try the dumplings, uh, follow um, Rico uh, to the underscore Pina Express. And then another underscore, your, yeah. And another underscore, okay. Uh, we'll be tagging you all over the place yes. on Instagram. So follow them. You know, the, all the news about the hot sauce, all the dumplings will be on there. Um, so you could be, uh, you know, so you can get a chance to buy those. Otherwise, you know, you got to start a podcast about food and then get invited over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, best. And of that, I mean, it's not easy, okay? No. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm sure these guys wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, no, it's, no. it's worth it. It's worth yeah, it. But worth uh, it. <laughs> I um, just feel like I randomly talked for like ever. <laughs> no, you're good, man. That's totally yeah, me, yeah. though. That's like me in a nutshell. <laughs> we want we want people to know where to to get the dumplings and when to get them and everything. So. Um, so like, so my little spot that I'm doing it at is out of Brockport. Uh, we're going to be doing pop-ups there. Cruz and me, we're talking about maybe him letting me do uh, maybe like, you know, d- uh, okay. Like a Sunday dim sum. You dim, know, dim, dim sum day. Dim sum day dim at Rella on yeah. Sundays, you know. Um, <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. I definitely want to make that happen. Chris, basically, Chris and I will be there. Yeah. So basically yeah. my... My plan is to, you know, finish getting set up with my little factory kitchen right now, get all legit legal, and then I can do my first little events, you know, and then um, so the plan forward, once I do get everything set up and nice uh, within a couple of weeks, Crit already has websites and everything set up. So what he's going to do is he's going to set up an ordering system and then we're going to do pickups once a week at Rella or something on like a day off or something. Um, cool. Maybe all right. Like, 
to some degree, I can do drop offs if it's not that many orders. If it's only a couple orders that week, I can just drop them off to people. Um, nice. And then I definitely want to do the pop ups at least once a month. The pop ups will be dumplings and steam buns once I get my hands on some type of steamer thing. I, I saw a combi oven. I, I saw like an old combi oven that doesn't have the computer for just the little knobs mm-hmm. for like 800 bucks. So I'm trying to get that. And then I'll be able to definitely do steam buns. You know, and my steam buns are going to. My steam buns are legit, dude. Yeah. I can't wait to eat them. I kind of want to do like my, <laughs> I know I keep going off on tangents, but like my, my vision for the steam buns was like, uh, you know, like, I feel like I'm kind of ripping off of Larry, Larry Schreiber, uh, the chef of, uh, um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his business name right now. It, his business name in Charlotte is called Al and Roth, uh, CLT. And uh, he's in this like food hall. He's mm-hmm. like one of the little shops in a food hall. He does steam buns and ramen. We used to do steam buns and ramen at Good Food all the time when he was the chef there. Um, and he taught me steam buns. You know, it was a very agonizing process. I'm sure if he ever gets to watch this, he'll be laughing his ass off because I was literally having mental breakdowns over these steam buns. Um, <laughs> the only solution to the steam buns is really my wife. My mm. wife just took the recipe and she knows how to do them and she can do them great. And as long as she has a steamer, she can kill it. And I can just kind of help her. You know, and then I do the stuff that goes in the steam buns. <laughs> so like, right. Right. yeah. And uh, so, you know, um, I want to be able to do pop ups. You know, um, I want to be able to basically but like, I, I guess at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get people to understand is this like kind of at, at Rella. To be honest, you know, everybody who comes and asks, they get to find out. But, you know, it's like Cruz makes the dishes and I want him to make the dishes. You know what I mean? I give him ingredients that he can't buy. Mm-hmm. he gets to make things that other people just kind of can't make. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like he has a Rico in his, in his <laughs> pantry, you know, and like I get to create ingredients and things in the pantry that, you know, he gets to, you know, and like, right. that's kind of the capacity that I want to e- exist in. I want to give other restaurants and other businesses and other outlets the opportunity to sell my products. You know what I mean? Cruise, like, Cruise and Rico. It sounds instead like of being a, like some I mean, PlayStation of, early PlayStation game, yeah, right. <laughs> Crank you know, and like, Ratchet, yeah, literally. You know, Banjo and Kazooie. <laughs> but Wegmans, I'm coming for you. My 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 dumplings will be in your store one day. All right, listen up, Danny. Uh, <laughs> Rico, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, thank you for uh, did you guys your finish your beers? Oh yeah, yeah it's done. It's I'm killed. out of water now. It's All right, I'm babysitting here. I'll finish it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your hospitality, um, inviting us into your home, um, and uh, you know, feeding us delicious food. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Um, follow. We'll be posting it, but uh, follow Rico Peanut Express Instagram. Check out all the news about pop ups, dumplings, where to get it, hot sauce at Rello now. All right, man. Thank Great you so job. much. Yeah, man. <laughs> appreciate real, you. you know i i appreciate you guys and um you know um definitely try to get um let me just shout out some people i think you guys should have on so <laughs> james revels they said that you didn't want to come on you should totally come on um <laughs> cruise you got to do it next if you want to come do it in my house you can do it like here and you can, you can use my little cool color microphone um <laughs> i'm trying to think who else andy should do it 
Um, Jason should do it. Uh, Kelly should do it. Um, <laughs> they everybody watching this, they know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Trying to think of all the cooks, and yeah, yeah you guys should even have Edgar on his Dominican ass. <laughs> yeah, have him on. All right, well, connect us, drop us a line. Uh, I know Cruz is following us now. I know uh, James. And then when we do the pop up, so. when we do the pop up, you guys can come do a live episode at it or something. Yes, we're so down <laughs> we're, for that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> live we're, episode at the pop up. That sounds great. Lives. <laughs> Oh, and this is Rachel. This is my wife. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Couldn't have done anything without her, literally. <laughs> the business would not exist without You're her. You're shouting out everyone else except for Yeah, me. except for my wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here she comes at the end. Shout, shout out. <laughs> last, last but not least. First, yeah, last but not least. My, else my whole wife. <laughs> my entire wife. Here I, am. I was watching the whole thing. Yeah. 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 It's like, shut Thanks, up. Thanks, Rika. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You guys, uh, I wish you the best. Well, thank you guys we'll be... for coming over. Appreciate yes. She can't hear crazy. you. No, I can't hear shit. <laughs> she can see our waves. What? What up? <laughs> oh, good. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be posting everything. You follow us. And uh, I wish you guys the best. Dumpling. Thanks yes. for having Ricardo. Absolutely. Of course. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. See you. You, you say bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye to See everyone you, who watched and hung out and tolerated this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, definitely follow them. Um, yeah. Looking out for news, dumpling news. Get the, <laughs> You should have a newsletter. Yeah. Dumpling, dumpling news. Express news. There you go. Um, great episode. The dumplings are delicious. Yeah. We know it firsthand. So um, definitely when that gets up, those are going to go hot. You know, make sure you get your order in. That's what I'm Fair saying. <laughs> um, who do we got next, Chris? Oh, <laughs> we're doing happy, happy again next March yes. 8th, next Monday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to Kat from Happy Gut. Um, it's a kombucha spot. They opened up in um, in the Hungerford, like right next to Seed and Stone. So, yeah, if you like comic books or cider, check them out because they're right in between there. It is really, <laughs> it's really fantastic. I've gotten like, I don't know how many growlers of booch from them. But uh, yes, you're gonna love it. Nice. You got up next. We're gonna uh, we're gonna visit them this week. They've been off, but they're back on Wednesday. Um, yeah. So Chris, yeah. you're available sometime this week, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Right, cool. I'm free, so. All right, cool. So we'll okay. go visit them. Nice. Um, anybody else coming up? Let's talk about real quick. Um, I know St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And I'm excited about this one. So I'll tell you about it. Um, yeah. Barry's, Barry's Irish pub is going to be on. Um, I go back with uh, Danny a long time. Um, he was bartending over at Chiva theater. Um, one of my, my best man was actually working over there. Oh. Um, so we go back years and years. 
and they, him and his wife, they opened up Barry's uh, Irish pub. I think it's like old school Irish pub. Um, it's rated one of the, the best Irish uh, pubs in the nation. I think like 20 top 20. It's crazy. Right. So um, they're over in Webster in the, the village of Webster. Go visit them, get some Guinness and uh, some corned beef and whatever else. Have some shots of JMO, uh, which is what we're going to be doing very yeah. soon. Yes. So I'm excited about them. Uh, we got some more surprises. March is booked up. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, and then uh, look out for something on the news soon. <laughs> Should I yeah. talk about it? Yeah. yeah. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming up, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'll see you soon, buddy. All right, man, take care. See you. Have a good week.